0: With Aleph. Reputation, credibility, and trust, or rather trustworthiness. If you're not in the Sugir, if you haven't learned this Gemara, you might find it a little difficult. It's quite nuanced and uh, a little bit complicated. But in the process, apart from dealing with a, a very important concept, you'll meet the most amazing people that I've spent the morning with. Um, and, and that in itself is very important. The, It's recognized more than ever how valuable trust is in business, in life. uh, People have put uh, financial values to trust, the the inefficiencies in a system where there's not trust, Um, the cost of corruption where there's not trust. Uh, If you think of of trust and how important it is just uh, coming to a green light and trusting that the person at the red light is going to stop, that's trust. Without that, what would you do? Um, being able to, to get a payment from somebody, to sell somebody something and he pays you later is trust. Without trust, nothing works. Uh, so trust is one of, the most, one of the most valuable commodities that we have, currencies that we have. And trustworthiness is incredibly important. And in the sugi, we're talking particularly about a woman's trustworthiness because a woman's in a very difficult situation uh, by, by, just by nature. And we, we see, and partially we discussed that yesterday, how much of halakha protects her in that difficult situation, because uh, when a woman has a baby, the maternity is not in dispute. Everybody knows who the mother is. The paternity is always in dispute, theoretically. You can never be sure who the father is. The only person who can really tell us who the father is, is the mother. Uh, And the... uh, Maybe not, if she's got multiple partners. Yeah, she, might, and she might not even know who the father is, but but let's. But the only, hopefully in a normal situation, the only person who can tell us who the father is is the mother, which means we rely on her. She, her trustworthiness is incre- incredibly important. When we, we talked about Yuxin yesterday, the whole Jewish lineage, uh, all depends on, on us trusting and making certain assumptions because we can't be 100% sure about paternity. Um, and so in learning the sugi, so think not only about the Indian of ishut, the, the question of marriage and relationships and the woman's credibility, but of credibility altogether. What happens when you damage reputation? How difficult it is to re, re-establish reputation. And when you've damaged reputation, you've damaged credibility. When you've damaged credibility, you've lost trust. The cost of losing trust is higher than almost anything else you could lose, we get very upset if we lose money, but money is replaceable. Uh, money comes and goes. We get very upset if we lose objects, if we lose things, but to lose trust is almost irreplaceable. And we don't place enough value in our own mind on, uh, of, on trustworthiness, how important it is to, to build and maintain trustworthiness and what, and what that's really worth. So with, with that in mind, let's look at this little Sugi of Gomorrah. We start at the bottom of Yudgimel on with Bet. Hahu um, yosef. This arus and arusa, remember, in an arus and arusa, they are they've done kiddushin. He's given her a ring. He's done kiddushin. They have not yet had the chupa, uh, so, so they're not allowed to live together. But nor is she allowed to live with anybody else because they're married. They came before rav yosef. He amra minei v'hu in Minai, she's pregnant. And we need to know who's, the, what's going on. Can they live together? Who's she pregnant with? Who did she have relations with? She says from my, I was, I was naughty. I, I had a relationship with my Orus, with my fiance, my husband, and I shouldn't have, but I did. And he says, she's right. Got to acknowledge that that's who it was. Omar Rav Yosef, and they brought a Shaila to Rav Yosef. Says Rav Yosef, what's the Shaila? Firstly, he's admitted that it's him. There's nobody's arguing, nobody's saying anything else. What's the shaila? The odd, and furthermore, even if he wouldn't admit that it was him, Oh, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar did Rav Yehuda Omar not say two Dafegah and Daf Yudbeis Amudbeis with all those Mishnahs with the Machlokes Raman Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua where Rabbi Yeshua says we don't accept her word and Raman Gamliel says we do didn't Rav Yehuda say in the name of Shmuel Halachak Rabbenu Gamliel we paskan like Rabbenu Gamliel and therefore we believe her even if he doesn't agree with her even if he doesn't admit we'll believe her that's the Gemara for for our purposes. So the question is, when he says, in Mina, yes, I'm the father, how does he know? How did he, uh, she's an Arush, she, they're not together, they're not living together. How does he know so sure that he's the father? Says Tosfus, because th- that here... All he can say is, I assume I'm the father. We actually were very, we misbehaved badly. Not only did we have a relationship together, but we spent a fortune of time together. And we shared an apartment and we went away on vacation together. We were together a lot of the time during our betrothal period. And we must assume that if a couple are married, you assume that the relationships that this woman has is generally with the man who's her husband. So here too, says the man, I assume, we've been virtually living together, I'm assuming that, that I'm the father, says Tosmas. Asks the Rimigash, now, the Rimigash is one of the most important Rishonim that we have, and we have very little of him. Um, and it's an example of, of people, uh, I was talking to my son just yesterday about the number of people who, who have left legacies and who we don't even know about. I mean, who do we know about? We know about the great ones who left great works. We know about the Shulchanoruch and there are more at that period of time. But what about the hundreds of other unbelievable people who didn't leave great works? We don't know about it. Where does that all fit in? And so Rimi Gash is one of the most important Rishonim. Why? Because he's the link between the Rif and, and everything else. The Rif, you remember, starts in North Africa. He's a Talmud of Rabbeinu Hananel, who's the, the first of the post-Gaonim Rishonim. He's, he's a bit of a Gaon himself. So he's that beginning of the Rishonim period. The Rif studies with Rabbeinu Chananel in North Africa. With the Rif in his old age, goes to Sfarad. And in Sfarad, he starts a yeshiva and spends a lot of time there and establishes a huge house of learning in, in Spain, in Sfarad. One of his best Talmudim is the Rimigash. The Ravid says in the Sefer Kabbalah, the Ravid says that the Rif wrote in his will that even in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, there, was, there hasn't been a godel of the caliber of the Rimigash. That's who this Rimi Gash is, and we hardly know about him. So, so when I was learning the Rimi Gash this morning, you can imagine I'm approaching him with Ratatan Rider, with fear and trembling, who this Rimi Gash is. And the Rimi Gash is the Rebbe of the Rambam's father. And the Rambam calls him his Rebbe, although he was three years old when the Rimi Gash died. So, he saw the Rimi Gash, and maybe that's why he calls him his Rebbe, because that changed his life. Uh, But probably because his father transmitted verbatim the Rimigash's Torah to the Rambam. So all that we have in the Rambam is through the learning of the Rimigash, who is our link between the Rif and the Rambam. So he's critically important. And the Rimigash then starts the whole school in Svarad, which then produces the Ramban and the Rashbo and the Ra'oh and the Ritvo. All these people that we're talking about all the time, they all emanate from the teachings of the Rimigash. And and we hardly have anything of the rimigash. In in 1995, Reb Moshe Shapiro was the rosh Hashiva in in Ber, in Ber Yaakov, At that time, gathered together manuscripts and quotations of the rimigash on Ksubis, and put them together in a book. So we have a sefer on Ksubis. We have we have the rimigash put together. The Mukubeta is one of the people we'll meet him in a moment, who also quotes the rimigash from time to time. The rimigash says. If you say, Tosfus, that all the man can say when he says, In Minai, yes, this is me. That means, I'm not sure it's me, but I assume it's me. Then in the next piece of the Gemara, when, it, when, it's, when the Gemara, Rav Yosef says, And furthermore, even if he doesn't admit, Doesn't Rav Yehuda say the halach is like Raman Gamliel? So what is that, even if he doesn't admit mean? Admitting is, maybe it's me. So what does not admitting mean? It's, it's definitely not me. I know for sure it's, uh, it, uh, it, it's definitely not me. Um, that, would be, that would be not admitting. I know for sure it's not me. Ask the Rimi Gash if you say, Sorry, I know for sure it is me. You're I know, right, I know for sure it's me. How can you know for sure it's you? If you know for sure it's you, for in any case, even if you know that for sure it's you, then Shaviyah Nafshe Chatikah the is the Rimi Gash. Then, then you can't live with her. Sorry, if you know for sure that it's not you, you say, I know for sure it's not me. I'm not, I mean, no doubt, this was not me. We'll see in a moment how you can be so sure. If he says that, says the Rimi Gash, he can't live with her anymore. If agreeing, if Minay, when he says, yes, it's me, if that means I assume it's me, then when the next piece of the Gemara went, and even if he denies it, what is he saying? He can't say, maybe it's not me. He must be denying it, saying, it's definitely not me. How, if you say it's definitely not me, ask the Rimi Gash. You can't live with her anymore. We've had that in the Gemara. For, for you, you've made it like a nerd. You've said, I believe she had a relationship with somebody else while we were married. So, so whether she did or not is not our issue. What we are sure about is you can't live with her. Because in your mind, she's, she's had a relationship. So how could we possibly say we pass like Raman that she's believed? If he's saying I'm sure that she had a relationship with somebody else, how can they come together again? Asked the Rimigash? That's not possible. Therefore, explains the Rimigash, He must be saying in the second part. He can't be saying I'm sure it's not me. In the second part, he must be saying I assume it wasn't me. On what basis do I assume it wasn't me? it wasn't me? Says says the the here, uh, the I assume it wasn't me because. You know, we had a relationship together, that's true. But if she was dishonest with me, in other words, we shouldn't have had a relationship together. She broke the rules. Who knows what other rules she broke? I can't be sure there wasn't somebody else. Could well have been somebody else. I don't trust. I've, the trust is broken. Why? I caused the broken trust. I spoke her into uh, us living together during the Arusa period, but she agreed. That means I can no longer trust her. So that's one of these weird cases, but that's how it is. That's why a woman's reputation is so important because by breaking that reputation even with your husband or future husband, you can damage trust even with him. If you were willing to do it with me, who knows what else you were willing to do? Whereas if she says, no ways, until we married, no sex, not going to happen. And he knows that she's she's very careful. So says the Rimigash, the second case must be talking when he says, I'm assuming it was me. Which means the first case where he says, in minai, what does that mean? That must mean, it was definitely me. Not like Tosfa says, I'm assuming it was me. So according to the Rimigash, we've got to switch it around. Say the first one, when he says, in Minai, yes, it was me. He means, I'm absolutely sure. How can you be absolutely sure? Says Rabbeinu Hananel. Now Rabbeinu Hananel, it's all the same school of thought. Is the Rimigash's Rebbe's Rebbe? Says Rabbeinu Hananel, quoted in the Shittimu Kubezit. No. We were inseparable since we had Kiddushin. She has never been out of my sight. Until she became pregnant. I know for sure she hasn't been with anybody else. But if you can't say that, then we can't be Machshu. We can't say that that, that it's okay. It says the, the, the Rach, so this is the same. Shita the same way of thinking as the as the Rimigash, unlike Tosfus. So we must say that he's absolutely sure in this case. And there's a beautiful Shittah Mekubetzet. The Shittah Mekubetzet is Rebetzalel Ashkenazi. Zalal Ashkenazi was born in Israel, went to Egypt. This is 16th century, the same time as the Mechaber, as, as all these amazing people. He was the Talmud of the Radvaz, and he was the Rebbe of the Ari. The Ari is known as a Mechubel, but the Ari was also a Gaon in Shas. Uh, and his Rebbe was the that's who who. That's who he learned Nigla from. And the the Shittimu Kubetzet on Ksubis is interesting because generally what the Shittimu Kubetzet does is a curated anthology of different Rishonim on, on various Masechtes, not on everything. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful work. And we rely on it a lot. But on Ksubis, it's that, but also it's the Rebbe Ashkenazi's own Chidushim. He writes a lot of his own khidushim on Ksubas. is different from the other Shitimukets. And in his own chidush, he says, and if you look at Rashi, that's what Rashi is saying. Because look at Rashi. In Minai, what does Rashi add? Emet mimenihu asks the Shitimukets, why does Rashi add that word emet? Why doesn't he just say yes? What's emet mimenihu? It's the truth. How do you know it's the truth? says Rabbi Khanana, because she's never been out of my sight. So if you learn Rashi's way and Rabbeinu Hananel's way and the Shittimu way and the, the Rimi Gash's way, then you're learning, Narusa, Narusa come before Rav Yosef and they want to know they, she's pregnant. He says, she says, my my fiancé is the is the father. He says, yes, true, absolutely right. That means for sure, I know for sure that I'm the father. Asked her of Yusuf. So, so every, every, then it's clear nobody's arguing. And furthermore, even if he wouldn't be certain but would say maybe it isn't me, we would still paskin like Rabban Gamliel because that's a bari Shema She says I know for sure it's you, and he says maybe it's not. So in that kind of case, we go bari adif. We'll go with a more certain claim, and then it make then the Gemara makes sense. The important part for our purposes is the Ritvo using a phrase that the Rumi Gash uses as well. Like Rashi, like, the, like we've deduced from the Rimi Gash, like the Rabbeinu Chananel, When he says, yes, I, she, she, I am the father, he knows for sure. As Rabbeinu Chananel says, they, she wasn't out of his sight. It's not because, yes, I did have relations with her, so it could be me. That's not an in minai. That's not saying it is from me. And that's the key phrase. Because we can always say, in the same way as she broke the rules with him, she might have broken the rules with somebody else. And it, it's just one of the flaws. Often people will try to persuade us to break a rule. Just for them, just for a special relationship, you know what, break a rule. Corrupt, that's what corruption is. The problem with corruption is everybody knows. If you broke the rule for me, you're breaking the rule for everybody. There's, it's, there's, no, there's no halfway there. It might be that you don't, that you only broke the rule for one person. Maybe she only had a relationship with him and nobody else, but you can never be sure. And when you can't be sure, trust is lost. Trust doesn't mean I know you're a crook. Just, trust just means I don't know that you're honest. And when a person has broken a rule, when a person has taken a shortcut, when a person has been devious, there's no way of knowing that he's not devious in everything. And so in the case of the women, we're very, very careful to protect her reputation. And that's what the laws of Yehudah and all these things that we're so fussy about, apart from the reasons we talked about yesterday, part of it is to protect the woman's reputation that there should be no shaila at all about where she could have been, with whom she could have been, when she could have been. Because once she loses trust, once her credibility is in doubt in any way, Trust is lost and when trust is lost, relationship is lost and intimacy is lost. Everything is lost when trust is lost. So these laws are to protect a woman's credibility, which is so very important. But as I said at the outset, let's expand this not just to the areas of a woman, but to all of us, that it is so important to be careful that we don't risk our credibility. Because risk, no matter what the reward seem to be in the short term, because once you've done something devious and one other person knows about it. You've lost trust. You've lost your credibility. And what do we have that's of value more than our trustworthiness, than our credibility? Uh, And that's just something we've got to guard so jealously and make sure that that we uh, protect in every way possible and respect the credibility of others and don't try and pressure people and and, uh, influence people and seduce people into breaking their trust, even for our benefit, And think, well, it's only for our benefit because I'm such a great guy. This person did it for me. He, He or she wouldn't do it for anybody else. No, once they've done it for you, the trust is gone. You've seduced a woman. You can never know how, other, how many other men seduced the woman. You've seduced the bank manager. You can never know how many other people have seduced the bank manager. You've asked your employee to do something that isn't quite right. You can never know that the employee wouldn't do the same for other people. The trust is gone. The trustworthiness is gone. The reputation has to be has to be protected by an unwavering consistency of integrity and credibility.